the Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready! All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. This is your NFL Week 2 Best Bets episode. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. Today, joined by three Action Network experts who go through their three favorite bets for each of the games they like this weekend. Last week... Uh, our experts had a, a solid, solid week. Six and three, our record. That's pretty good. Good start to the season. Today, we've got Brandon Anderson back, Luke Swain, otherwise known as Vegas Refund, and also joining us, Dane Martinez, Action Network NFL expert. He's the host of our new live show, Green Dot Daily. It's at noon Eastern every weekday over on the Action Network YouTube. You can also find us on the socials and the Action Network app. As a reminder, you can use that very same Action Network app to follow today's picks and just use the app's follow feature and search for Action Network NFL picks. All right, first, we're going to go around the horn real quick. One sentence summary of this coming Sunday slate, week two. Brandon Anderson, why don't you start us off? Week two is overreaction week. We waited all year for data and numbers. We finally got it. Be careful out there. We have some very tricky lines. You don't have to play every game every week. Okay, how about you, Luke? Yeah, it's the same, the overreaction week. But at the same time, we don't want to overreact in terms of like all the trends hitting this past Sunday because I think every single trend that all the media outlets were pumping hit. Dave Martinez, week two in one sentence. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. The overreaction season that everyone's talking about is certainly in play. But for me, I always also like to look at week two is the home opener for some teams. We talk about the, the boost of the home opener last week for some teams. Some of them have their home opener this week, and I like that adrenaline as well. Okay. I think I used this word last week. I'm using a word, not a sentence, but patience. Patience. If there is a player or a team that you are high on and they had a bad first week, doesn't mean everything's going to crumble. And if a team did well that you thought would suck, that could still happen. So give it time. They might stink. All right. First best <laughs> bet of the day will come from uh, Brandon Anderson. As a reminder, these fellas have not consulted uh, with one another before we started recording. So there might be some overlapping picks. They may contradict. It's every man for himself here on these best bets. So with all that being said, let's get into the picks. Brandon Anderson, start us off your best bet. Your first one. I'm going back to the well on the Pittsburgh Steelers in another raw, raw underdog spot for Mike Tomlin. I like the transparency and the clarity in which we work. It lets me know that we feel like we are capable and we are not scared. Steelers plus two and a half home underdogs against the New England Patriots. Now let's start with us. On Sunday night on our Monday podcast, I gave this out as my hot read. I expected this line to go the other way. I thought Pittsburgh would be favored by kickoff. It is moving towards New England. People are putting their money on the Patriots. I'm sticking to my guns here. We know the trends. Bill Belichick's great after a loss. We know that he's going to have the Patriots ready. But I kind of think that that's just buying us some points here. That that roster of guys, you know, the ones who have to actually play the game, I'm not sure they've earned the credit that Bill Belichick has. The Patriots looked rough against Miami, and I especially was concerned about their offensive line. That's been a staple strength for Bill Belichick over the years. 
they struggled. And Pittsburgh is not a team you want to play when that line is struggling. Now I know TJ Watt is out, but the Steelers are not a one-man defense. Cam Hayward is a future Hall of Famer. Alex Highsmith had three sacks last week. Minka Fitzpatrick was a superstar doing everything for them. I think Pittsburgh's defense is clearly, even without TJ Watt, the best unit on the field here. We know the Mike Tomlin underdog stats, mm-hmm. 46, 23, and two against the spread now. That's 67%, but even better, astonishingly good at home as an underdog, 14, three, and two against the spread. Nearly uncoverable, unbeatable. Mm-hmm. You, you want Mike Tomlin at home. So, a couple other trends here. We're not expecting points in this one. The total is low. When a total is below 42 since 2018, the underdog in that game is 88, 54, and three against the spread. That's a 62% cover rate. There's not a lot of points. Then that spread is even more valuable. So we're getting the points here. One last trend. Teams that were week one underdogs, like the Patriots were, that become road favorites in week two. It doesn't happen often, but those teams since 2005 are four, 14, and one against the spread and have lost nine of the last 10 outright. So there are trends you can do on either side here. The trends favor the Steelers. I think the rosters favor the Steelers. I'm going to take the steel curtain and stick with the Pittsburgh to do it again back-to-back weeks. And that's not to say the Patriots could still win the game outright. They haven't been 0-2 since 2001. So that's pretty remarkable. And uh, this is the first time they play each other without Brady or Roethlisberger quarterback. Luke, what's your, uh, what's your best bet? (laughs) So my first bet bet is actually going to be the Patriots minus two, minus two and a half. Like for me, it's more of a fade of the Steelers where the game was closer in terms of the Patriots and the Dolphins that are really like that the box score implies uh, where the Pats had three turnovers. And if you take away those three turnovers, it probably is like a touchdown game. They might've not covered anyway, but it really, in terms of the Steelers, they were out first down 32 to 13 against the Bengals. They were outgained 432 to 267 yards. And they lost a time of possession battle as well. Bengals had it for 43 minutes and the Steelers had it for 26. And then the Steelers had five turnovers. That's really like what kept them in that game. I know TJ Watt is out and I know that defense is stacked. But in my opinion, TJ Watt's probably the most valuable defensive player in the entire league. And probably like one of the few that is worth like a point, if that. Teams off of double-digit blowouts are 40 and 25, 62%, uh, which aligns with the Patriots as well. Um, it really is like a buy low, sell high, overreaction type game to me. So I'm going to take the Patriots minus two. This opened earlier in the week, Pat's minus one. And just some other notes, you know, Brandon's talking about Tomlin's success, as he mentioned, it's a high 60% clip against the spread. Bill Belichick against Mike Tomlin is eight and three straight up, seven and four against the spread. Belichick is Tomlin's second least profitable opposing coach. The only other one is Mike McCarthy. Dane Martinez, your best bet as you uh, debut on our uh, Action Network podcast for your first pick 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna, I guess I'm breaking the tie here. I'm with Brandon. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers as oh. home dogs getting the two and a half points. You asked me for the one sentence before, right? I mentioned the home opener and I like Pittsburgh in this one. You know, before Luke was talking about fading the Steelers, for me, this is a fade of the New England Patriots. Like I was down on the Patriots coming into this season. I'm on their under in the season win total. And I saw absolutely nothing that would scare me. Now I know Watt is out, but just like Brandon said, I think the Pittsburgh defense is by far the best unit on the field. They've got playmakers left and right. And so you need playmakers on offense to beat them, to score against them. Since he had some last week, who is that guy for New England? Oh, am I scared of Nelson Aguilar for goodness sakes? No. So to me, this is, I, I don't believe in New England. I don't see them ascending or improving. Mac Jones had back spasms for goodness sakes. And I know Najee's banged up. I know Watt is not there, but Pittsburgh can still bring pressure on the quarterback. And that's what you need to do against a guy like Mac Jones, force quicker decisions. And then I think they're just too talented. Give me the home dog. I'll break the tie here with Pittsburgh. Okay, let's move on. So we're all on this game. Interesting. Let's go to best bet number two, Brandon Anderson. All right, I'm going back to another one that we did last week. So we did Steelers last week, Steelers again. Last week, we did the Colts game. I'm back on the Colts game this week, but I am flipping sides. I am backing the Indianapolis Colts minus three and a half in Jacksonville. Not the place you want to be if you are a Colts fan. That has not gone well for you. The Jaguars have beat the Colts seven times in a row, straight up. Now, again, I'm on the Colts here. We'll get there. We remember week 18. That was the game. That's the one that made the Colts what they are now because they were supposed to make the playoffs. All they had to do was beat the lowly, awful, horrible, terrible Jaguars who were going to contend for the number one pick, and they couldn't do it, and they blew it up. They got rid of Carson Wentz, and I know that terrible taste is in your mouth as a batter. I know they let you down, but you know who else that taste has been sitting in for, for months and months? Everyone in this Colts franchise, this game is the game that they did everything for. This is the one you have to win this game. If you are the Colts, you went out and got rid of Carson Wentz. You traded a lot for when got a new quarterback, Matt Ryan, who I think limits the ceiling a little bit on this team, but the goal is you raise the floor. You eliminate some of those lefty Carson Wentz, whoops, sort of mistakes that boy, he had some of those in that Jacksonville game. You, you raise the floor. The Jaguars, the, their relative strength is running the ball and stopping the run. That's the thing they do pretty well, but that is what the Colts do even better. I would say as well as any team in the NFL. So this is a positive matchup for Indy. And I know traveling to Jacksonville has not gone well, but I think that's buying us a little value on the line here. I think that's getting baked into the number. And Indianapolis, this is your season. You can't tie Houston and lose to Jacksonville to start your year. They got Chiefs, Titans, Broncos coming up next. You got to have this one. And then here's the thing that pushed me over the edge. Last week, if you listened, Frank Wright, Colts coach, has still, even including last week, failed to win or cover ever in week one. Matt Ryan, 5-10 and against the spread in week one. The worst coach and the worst quarterback week one in our system. So guess what I did? I went back to Action Labs. I ran the numbers for week two. Guess who the best coach is in our system in week two? It's Frank Reich. 4-0. Perfect against the spread. 
Guess who the best quarterback is against the spread hmm. in week two? It's Matt Ryan, 11 and three. These guys have a pattern of starting terribly. We saw it last week. They figure it out in week two once everyone overreacts a little bit. I'm going to go with the Colts here, minus three and a half. Are the Jags three points worse than the Texans? Like, the Colts were minus seven at Houston last week, and now you're telling me that they're minus four at Jacksonville? Like, to me, the Texans and the Jags aren't that different in terms of, like, ratings, where, like, that just makes this, like, the overreaction value bet. Colts have lost five straight against the spread versus Jacksonville, and <laughs> since 2015, won 12 and one against the spread. So we'll see if Brandon, though, is uh, is giving them good vibes here. The Colts in week two, minus three and a half. At the Jags, Luke, let's go to you next. What's your second best bet for us? Yeah, so my second one is going to be Niners minus eight and a half, uh, who are hosting the Seahawks coming off of that emotional game on Monday Night Football with Russell Wilson that they won. The Niners this past Sunday played the Bears, um, and they lost, of course, which that was in an absolute monsoon of a game. And it's really, you can't really take anything from this past Sunday's game in terms of like reacting to this Niners team. They lost Elijah Mitchell, but Shanahan's just, he brings in new running backs throughout the entire season. They're all the same. And it's his system. It's not Elijah. Like Elijah's a great player, but Wilson is going to fulfill that role as well. The Bears defense held Trey Lance in check where Trey Lance made enough plays that I can watch him and say that he has it. He has progressed a little bit in terms of his rookie year to now. Um, And I really just think that them going home after being on the road in week one, and the Seahawks just coming off of that emotional win where they were outgained by 230 yards. Um, and their defense is just not good. I, I totally see the Niners just pounding them who don't have their safety. I just totally see the Niners bulldozing the Seahawks off of that emotional win. Your thought on running backs quickly? Kyle Shanahan proves this. He's a great example of it. Belichick does it. They're like disposable razors, right? They just, are. Okay, next yeah. man up. You're in. You're in. Like That's why the teams that pay the running back – kind of dumb it's kind of and stupid. he he literally has like a type of running back where like all of his running back are just violent runners like they have absolutely no fear they just hit the hole and that's a part of the reason i think why they always get injured and the next guy up is just another guy that has no fear and he's running 100 miles an hour in that zone scheme and it's just rinse and repeat and they fell in and that's why wilson was the top waiver claim in fantasy league so i don't think they're going to skip a beat at all Okay, very good. So we've got the Niners minus eight and a half going home to take on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Again, big uh, emotional high win for them at home. Dane, your second best bet for us, please. Fair enough. I will say, you know, as far as Jeff Wilson being that number one uh, waiver wire pickup, I was actually not spending a bunch of my fab budget because of what you guys already said. It's almost plug and play in San Francisco. Ayuk will get carries. Debo will get carries. And let's not forget, Trey Lance will probably still lead them in rushing just like he did against Chicago. For my next best bet. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. Again, what did I say at the top of the show? Home openers, I found yet another home dog. You know, a lot of people think that Tom Brady and Tampa Bay are kind of like a fait accompli since he's been there. But you know who they lose to? Every single time. It's this New Orleans Saints team and specifically this New Orleans Saints defense, which I think the key is they're able to get pressure on Tom Brady. Ever since he lost the Super Bowl to the NASCAR defense that the Giants put out, we realized getting pressure on Tom Brady, getting him off the spot was the key. They have sacked Tom Brady 13 times in four games against them, averaged another 15 quarterback pressures. That's the way you do it. And listen, listen, 
What we have seen is the deterioration slash evolution revolving door of the Tampa Bay offensive line already early in this season. I think that even is another point for the pass rush of New Orleans. You know how Lattimore and Mike Evans like to renew their hostilities. We also have a banged up wide receiver core for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Julio was DNP today. Godwin is all but listed as out. So I wonder where else do they go? I'll also tell you, I said it at the top of the show, home opener. I have been in that dome. I have stood up and got crunk. Nothing gets louder than in there. I like New Orleans. They have Tampa's number. The O-line is bad for Tampa against this pass rush. Give me another home dog. I'm taking the Saints. Are you going to go to help your bet? No. No, because okay. that would be like a jinx of it. I don't want to do that. I'm just giving it out there. I bet there's like fifty or 60,000 other people who will go and hopefully tell. There you go. Yeah, that you, you have faith in the right people. That's for sure. Yes. Tom it's Brady, hurricane season too. I don't know. Tom Brady, one and four against the spread against the Saints over the last five years. I can't get out of my head his, his debut with Tampa. Week one back in 2020, and he looked lost. But he's been there for three years. It has been his team he struggles against. Of course, the playoff win is the exception. Okay, very good. So we've got three different picks for pick two. Let's move to our final best bet from each of the guys. Brandon, you first. Best bet number three for week two. Yeah, boy, speaking of can't get out of your head, I can't get out of my head the most recent Tom Brady game against the Saints, which cost us our MVP ticket that we waited all year on last year, and then he laid the egg on Sunday night. So Uh, speaking of Sunday night, I am going to stick with Sunday night here. I'm going with the home team, another home uh, favorite here, big favorite, our Green Bay Packers, minus nine and a half right now. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Do not overreact to what you saw last week. Five letters here. Just for everybody out there in Packerland and yourself today. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Like Luke said, nothing to take away from the Bears game here. The Bears are bad. We know the Bears are bad. Everyone knows the Bears are bad. Have them bottom three offense, bottom three defense. They're not a good team. No one watched last week and thought they were good. They had 73 yards in 40 minutes. And then, you know, monsoon stuff happened and things went awry. So not much to take away there. I think we're overreacting a little bit to the Packers game, though. They lost to the Vikings and everyone's like, oh, no, PTSD. I remember last year, week one, Aaron Rodgers, the Saints, it was really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. This was not so bad. First play from scrimmage. Christian Watson, Aaron Rodgers hits him in the hands, 75-yard touchdown, he drops it. So there's one touchdown off the board. Later in the half, Packers have a fourth and goal. They don't get in. The Packers lost by two touchdowns. That's two touchdowns. That's the game right there. This defense allowed 23 points to Minnesota. I think in a couple of months, we might look back and say, you know what? It's pretty good. Minnesota's offense is really good. You held them to two field goals in the second half. It's a pretty good effort. This is a very good spot for Green Bay. Here's the thing with the Packers. I don't need to argue why the Packers are better than the Bears. You already know that. So let me just back it up with a slew of trends that are all in our favor. Every one of these trends I'm about to tell you has an against the spread record in Aaron Rodgers' favor of 64% or better. Rodgers at home, 66%. Rodgers is a home favorite, 65%. Rodgers at home in primetime, 69% cover rate. Rodgers is a division favorite, 64%. After a loss, 64%. Rodgers against the Bears, 20-7 and seven against the spread, 74%. That is his most profitable team 
He said it last year. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He always has. He always will. I live in Chicago area. They should put up a statue Aaron Rodgers here in Chicago because that's pretty much how much he's dominated. (laughs) So I think we had a stat earlier about losing by double digits in week one, 40 and 25. That's the Packers here. They lost by double digits. I think we're getting a few points on the line. One last number. Matt LaFleur has lost 10 times in his career as a head coach. After a loss, he is a perfect 9-0 straight up and 9-0 against the spread after a loss with this team covering by more than 10 points a game. Relax. Packers are fine. I've got an article up at Action backing them plus 1,500 to win the Super Bowl. This is a great buy low spot Sunday night. I think we're going to be able to hit the sack early. Packers roll. Right. And, and, and the, a similar stat, you mentioned the floor. Rogers has a similar stat as well. Eight and one straight up, nine and oh ATS against the Bears after a straight up loss. Um, yeah, Minnesota's pretty good. I think it, we found out week one, you can't overreact with that football team. That's for sure. By the way, what will help your case is if David Bakhtiari is able to go. Uh, yeah. Was active Wednesday this week, Thursday, did not show up to practice, could have been a maintenance day. Uh, we shall see what that means going forward. Okay. Luke, on to you. What is your uh, best bet? It's going to be the Packers as well. Uh, minus nine and a half minus 10 for all of the reasons Brandon just said they couldn't have said it better the one thing I do want to mention is the injuries you want to monitor are Lazard Bakhtiari and Jenkins which I'm monitoring not in terms of like whether I want to be on the Packers I can totally see if one of those two or two of the three are out you're going to get an even better line Um, where if it falls like that's even better and I'm still going to like the bet Rodgers owns the Bears the Bears like I said, against the Niners, the monsoon, like they're just not good. I love this bet Sunday night. I mean, I think at right now the Packers are actually the contrarian side as well, which is makes it even better. You know something too, you, Justin Fields and his teammates sliding in the water so gracefully. That, yeah, that, like, a lot of people made it made <laughs> feel good about the Bears coming out of that week. You know, it's, it's, it matters to some people, but that does not help covering spreads, last I checked. <laughs> Dane, take us home. Your uh, third pick, your third best bet. Yeah, I'm with these guys as well. Give me Green Bay as long as it's under 10 points like it is right now. I see it at nine and a half. These guys talked about how the monsoon game was something of an anomaly, right? So I agree with that. Um, we talk about, you know, the Packers had that week one, they, the the lack of potential chemistry with some of the new wide receivers. Aaron Rodgers has to build that as well. But Brandon was with me on Green Dot Daily earlier in the week, and I'm with him. He was saying the same thing. And I was saying, you know, all the Packers fans need to just talk to the shamans, take some ayahuasca, and absolutely <laughs> relax. Relax. We're going to be okay. But here's the one thing that um, neither one of these guys mentioned so far. We only have one game so far in the season, right? And I just think that game script got away from Green Bay against Minnesota. We're going to realize that Minnesota is a good team. And coming into this season, Green Bay wanted to be a little bit more of a run-heavy team with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They just never had that opportunity. I think the game script will be more in their favor. They will be able to kind of run the rock a little bit. And Chicago did give up over 170 yards to the Niners and their run game in the monsoon. So I think it profiles well. If Green Bay gets up, they will be able to continue to hammer them utilizing their run game, which they've always wanted to here in 2022. And it's another home opener. I'm with these guys. Make it a sweep. Give me Green Bay. All right. A lot of Packers love on our week two best bets episode. 
want to look ahead to week three because why not? We can sometimes get an edge. The uh, the look ahead line uh, for next week that the guys might be eyeing. Again, you, you like a number now. The, we got the FanDuel Sportsbook up right now. This episode brought to you by FanDuel, of course. Uh, Brandon, any lines that jump out to you uh, for next week that you think the people should jump on now? I've got one. So as you listen to this, it is Friday and you just watched the best game of the week. Chargers, Chiefs, Amazon Prime, Thursday night. We're back, baby. Thursday night football. Guess what? We got our good one out of the way. Next Thursday, we're getting gross. We're getting dirty and I'm jumping in the mud. Steelers, Browns, Thursday night. Jacoby Brissett, Mitch Trubisky, Amazon Prime. Let's go. I'm taking the under. We're at 40 and a half. I think this line can only go one direction. Nobody thinks these teams are good on offense. We know they're very good on defense. We know what that means, especially on a short week. Just look at what happened this week. The Steelers are playing the Patriots. The line opened at 42 and a half, gotten down to 39 and a half. The Browns and Jets opened at 42, down to 39 and a half. Both of those games, we're looking at saying, hey, you know what? <laughs> I think I'll bet against offense is doing anything useful in that game. I'll take the defense. So now we're getting both defenses together. This line's only going to go one direction. Thursday unders since 2010, when it is 40 points or lower on the total, which it's not yet, but I'm expecting it to get there. We're just getting a better line on it. When Thursday total is 40 or below, the under is 15 and five since 2010, covering by 8.6 points a game. So covering with ease, really. Uh, and by the way, of those 20 games, we had 154 in there. We had 244s. Every other game, 40 or below. Every one of them. So that 40 and below wins our bet. If the number does go in that direction, I expect that it will. It's going to be ugly Thursday night like we love it. It's the only way to do Thursday night. Get out of here, Chiefs Chargers. Give me Brown Steelers. Let's make some money. So gross that... Part of me wonders if we watch the game and then Brandon Anderson in the mud for halftime entertainment purposes. I mean, that's that. <laughs> really, geez. I mean, that could, that could be a way better, more entertaining product. Brandon Anderson in the mud next Thursday. All right. That's going to do it for the action network podcast, our NFL week two best bets. Thanks to Brandon Anderson, Vegas refund, Luke Swain. And of course, Dave Martinez, the host of green dot daily for joining us today. Uh, gentlemen, Brandon, you can be found at Weed on Brando on the Twitter machine. Also your first and last name over on the Action Network app. Luke Swain is Vegas Refund on both fronts. Dane, where can the people find you over on the app? At Spittin' Speeds and in the app, of course. Very good. Easy enough. Spittin' Speeds on both fronts. Excellent. And just to recap the picks for this week, Brandon Anderson is on Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Indy minus three and a half. And he's got the Packers minus nine and a half. Dane is on Pittsburgh, plus two and a half. He's got the Saints covering against the Bucs, plus two and a half, also on the Packers. And then Luke is on the opposite side of the Pittsburgh pick. He likes New England, minus two and a half. He's got the Niners, minus eight and a half. And he's also on Green Bay. For those guys, Brendan Glasheen, folks, best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you again on Monday morning on the Action Network podcast. Thanks for joining us.